Welcome to Milkman Sports, delivered fresh daily with your hosts, Casey Avila and Derek DeRuder. What's up, football fans? Welcome into another episode of the Milkman Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Red. I don't have any bad names to call myself this time. I am uh-huh. joined, as always, Casey and Garrett. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Casey, go first. Yeah, thanks for letting me go first because I'm more important than G Money's bitch ass. <laughs> um, That's no, just doing... all you do is bitch. I'm just kidding. I have been bitching a lot lately because I'm all fucking you know beat up and shit like that. But no, I'm Love doing all right. Blow. That's all good. It's all good. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good, man. Finishing up my dinner. That was delicious, and uh, now I get to what do you have? Oh, just classic old sloppy Joe with a, a little side potato salad. Fire. Yeah, meat potato salad. Yes, sir. No one's yes, gonna sir. get yes, that sir. reference. It's from Family Guy. I got it. <laughs> just Family Guy is just an older show now. Like it's starting to become The Simpsons. So right, right. No, nah, there's nothing against Family Guy. Family Guy's tight. Not as good as Rick and Morty, though. Rick and Morty is pretty awesome, so that is pretty legit. Well, anyways, anyways, I am still depressed about the Raiders losing. So, what the French man? Like, come on, dude! Are you guys gonna try and go for two for? It was the right call. (laughs) I get it, division rivals. I get it. Yeah, yeah, but Waller and uh, or not Waller, excuse me, Renfro and Adams running into each other. That sucked. That was was just a bad call. It's fourth and one, and these guys run into each other fucking 20 yards down the field. Like, obviously, something didn't go right there. Yeah, yeah someone got jammed at the line, and it just threw off all the routes. Yeah. Shit happens. We'll move on. It does. It does. With that being said, you guys want to jump into this uh, part two of the preview? Leading it off with Jacksonville and Indy. Yeah, two and three Jacksonville and two, two and one Indianapolis. And I think the big news here is that Jonathan Taylor missed practice again. Um, Naheem Hines left last game with a concussion, but um, he's at practice. Looks like he's going to be okay. Um, he had the Thursday night game from last week, so he had you know ten days to come back from the concussion versus just seven. So there is a good chance that we see him this weekend. Although his effectiveness this year has not been great red what are you uh what are you doing with naheem hines if jonathan taylor's out uh let him be someone else's problem i've i've been down this road his role is not going to change he he has a specific role it's more jonathan taylor that they're replacing it's not like naheem hines is going to get all the touches so i mean maybe he gets maybe a 10 20 bump in touches but i'm not expecting anything different from what he's been doing already yeah, last week was kind of weird because the first three offensive plays in the game, they handed him the ball, and then he had two targets, and then boom, concussion, he's out. So he was off to a nice start, although it was only three plays. There's, a, It kind of looked like he was in for some big usage. So um, assuming he's healthy, this will be the last time I give him a shot. Um, he's been nothing while Jonathan Taylor has been in the lineup, but if Taylor's out, someone's going to get the ball here. This is the last chance for Hines to do it. So um, I would say like boom or bust flex for me this week. That's fair to say with all the bye weeks and stuff. I mean, if 
if you're hurting on running back, I mean, with the injuries and I mean, Patterson, Javonta Williams, uh, Rashad Penny, I mean, there's, we've, we've definitely hitting our injuries to our running backs. So desperate times call for desperate measures. So yeah, if you got to put Naheem Hines in your flex because you know, you're short on depth, I mean, it's, it's totally justifiable. G money. Is there anyone else in this offense worth using at all besides Michael Pittman? No, and mm-hmm. Naheem Hines is not even usable in your flex. Like, leave him out. There's better flex. Come on, I'm guys. Sorry. I need I need you to talk up like Mo, Mo Ali Cox, please, because I ain't talking about do... Cox again, Red. <laughs> <laughs> I only did that in prison. Hey, man, I have CJ Hawkinson on the bye. Logan Thomas is out, and Brevin Jordan is out. I attempted the trade for Kyle Pitts today, and that didn't go well because this is a dynasty league, and I wasn't ready to pay the right price at Armin and Lake for him in a tight end premium. So I had to go pick up Mo Ali Cox and start him this week. So That's we right, need Jake. him to do something, guys. Speak speak highly of him, please. You're two weeks late. I <laughs> sold Kyle Pitts, by the way. I was the one who traded him for yes, he did. a first next year, which looks like it's going to be a high first, and then a first in 24, which we'll see. And I got George Pickens out of it. Very nice. There is a trade out there um, in one of the dynasty leagues, Milkman Sports. Um, The guy, Justin, Mr. Jeffries, wants one second. Let me bring this up. He wants, who was it? Terry McLaurin. A what? A first in 2025, a second in 24, and a fourth in 23. Well, he's putting all of that. Yeah, he's putting out the picks quite a quite a ways. Dude, I would I would sell McLaren for a twenty three first straight. Twenty three. He didn't give me a twenty three first. He gave what me a twenty five. Oh, twenty five first. That. Uh, that was twenty three first. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's too far out. Yeah, pushed him too far. Yeah. Anyways, so let's get back to it. Uh, we're pretty much not really interested in the Colts players, other than, yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman and I'm desperate in a super flex league. So I kind of forced to start Matt Ryan this week, unfortunately over on the Jacksonville side though, Casey, I know you tend to lead things in. So let's kind of flip it around for you. Uh, Travis Etienne's kind of been stepping it up lately, opposed to James Robinson. A lot of people have been saying that it, you know, his fantasy points have been fueled on the back of a couple long touchdowns, which if you go look at the stats, absolutely. You know, that's kind of proved to be true. Is James Robinson's value kind of taking a hit or is this kind of be more of a 50, 50? They are both playing like it's like 50 50. If you look at their snap percentages all the way through it, like last week, ETN had like 13 touches, Robinson 12. Robinson's a little less efficient the last couple of games, but I expect him to still be like the lead back there. And ETN's just like a high end change of pace guy, but um, it's muddy. This is yeah, not it's a good backfield 50. to be messing I with. I think I still believe in Robinson the rest of the season. Over ETN, but mm-hmm. uh, ETN is going to have some games where this is kind of reminding me of Chubb and Kareem Hunt, where like sometimes Kareem Hunt, like in week one, stole two touchdowns, had the bigger game over very Chubb. Very, very well said. Yeah. And I think this is just a lesser version of that. So whatever you think of, like between Chubb and Hunt, should kind of apply it to Robinson and ETN, although they're just between the two of them, uh, tier below those guys. So Robinson for me is like a, Probably like low RB2 and ETN is like a mid flex, like mid RB3, high end RB3. Um, okay. And that's, I'd probably just, yeah, leave it at that. 
Um, we know um, Christian Kirk is an auto start this week. I mean, we we, we can all agree height wide re- wide receiver two, but wide receiver three floor. Uh, we're comfortable starting him. Garrett, between the two Joneses, Zay Jones and Marvin Jones, are we are we putting Zay. any hope with these guys? Zay Jones. Yeah, I'll still um, I'll still play around with Zay for now. Um, I like that. You only playing. say that because you're a Raider homer. Yeah, uh-huh. I was I was gonna say that. You know, I'm a Raider homer, and he he stole a little piece of my heart last year. Um, but I do much. like him seeing a lot of the targets. You know, seeing eight targets is still quite a bit, and he's playing eighty percent of uh, snaps. So yeah, that's still full games. So last week nine, eleven, and eight. That's solid. Uh, last week, Marvin Jones saw an abundance of targets, more than he ever has. Eleven. Uh, that's a four more than any other time. Uh, I feel like that was just um, because Christian Kirk was kind of on the milk carton. Yep. He had his floor game last week. That is for sure. Evan Ingram coming off of a big game, though, too. Like, I think this is just nothing to really look at here. I mean, 10 10 targets caught six for 69 yards. Played, You know, he still hovers right around 75% of snaps every game, but – you know, he's got two games where he had about 12 points, and then he's got three other games where he had, you know, six, three, two. Like, he's just – if you're desperate at tight end, like, shoot, I'd probably play him over Mo Alley-Cox just because, you know, Colts' offense doesn't look good right now. But, um, yeah. yeah, Evan Ingram's pretty low low upside. I'll be low playing, key, low playing key, him now yeah. that Devin – not Devin. Dalton Schultz got hurt again. Right. <laughs> he did re-aggravate his injury. Yeah. Right. Um, low key is the Colts a quarterback graveyard. The Colts? Oh man. Yeah. Matt Ryan, since, Carson uh, Wentz, Philip uh, Rivers. Philip Rivers. Uh, it's starting to appear that way. Andrew yeah, Luck. I mean, yeah. Well, Andrew <laughs> Luck was actually somewhat successful. So yeah, no, he was. Well, but before we that, move on, we, we moved on to the Colts real fast. But what about Trevor Lawrence though? Because he's coming off of a you know two bad games. And I thought he was going to break through into this, you know, maybe low in QB1 territory. And right now he's QB16. Yeah, it kind of shit the bed against Houston last week. You know, everyone is expecting a bigger game. But, uh-huh. I mean, I guess you could kind of ride off last year and let this year kind of be his true rookie season. So, I'm not really letting two games get in the way. I mean, Justin Jefferson had two bad games. And granted, it's Justin Jefferson, but we never lost hope and the people who drafted Trevor Lawrence aren't really relying on him unless it's a super flex league and let alone that's essentially your quarterback too. So um, if he's my quarterback too, in super flex redraft leagues, I feel like pretty, pretty darn good about it still. So not ready to pull the plug, the talents there. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I'm not scared off. Yeah. Especially in redraft or excuse me in dynasty and redraft is a different story. He's just a little those, less consistent because he's young. Those still. division like, games can kind of be unpredictable. It's a division game. I always feel like things never go according to plan just because the teams know each other so well. Right, and here comes another divisional game. So, yeah, four and one. Well, wait, that's not division. That's not. This is a divisional one. Oh. I don't know which one you're looking at. I mean, me and Cannon, uh, I guess you can say yeah. like we're in the same division of teams here at Milkman Sports. You know, uh, but. Yeah, so no. we have your team. Canada, Minnesota is going to beat the shit out of your Dolphins, too. Yeah, four and one Minnesota, three and two Miami. And I do think that the Vikings will win because Skylar Thompson is going to be starting the game for the Dolphins. He's their seventh round rookie, you know, third string quarterback. I don't expect to 
I don't expect to see good things. Let's talk about that side real fast because obviously he's going to affect Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Like we're already out on Gesicki. Hold um, on, before we talk about this shit, I just want to clarify my comment. My comment. It was about Jacksonville and Indy being in the same division. Oh, reiterating it. Uh, okay. I'm not God. that stupid, you idiots. I I, I respect you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now let's continue to talk about this shit trash of a team, Dolphins. Well, yeah, what good, good call. I thought you were gonna like, say shit trash of a game, but I was gonna say half of it was gonna be good. <laughs> we're not playing Skylar Thompson. We're not playing the tight end. What about Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle though? Like because Start of your Thompson studs. starting, you think Start so? Start your studs. Those players are so explosive. Even on a short pass, they can take it to the house. You have to start your studs. If you had to pick one between Hill and Waddle, which one would it be? Hill's been having the bigger games. I'm going to go with yeah. Waddle. Defenses are going to kind of focus on him. Maybe Waddle breaks loose. I know Waddle's kind of been banged up, and they actually changed Tyreek Hill's status to healthy, and he practiced fully today. Um, maybe it comes down to health. Maybe Waddle's, you know, a decoy, or maybe it's Tyreek Hill. It's both of them are focal points of the offense. It's just a matter of who's the defense going to look at. Okay, we're going to focus over here instead. This is where our passing game is going to go. I so like, what, um, Ben wide receiver two for both of them or something? Yeah, you yeah. got to treat him like wide receiver twos. The quarterback's downgrade for him. You know, two was still there. You know, they're both locked in wide receiver ones. You know, maybe Waddle carries a little bit of low end one. But, I mean, they both get the targets. I mean, you got to start them if they're healthy. What about yeah, the – I would agree what about, with. what about the running backs here? Like, Raheem Mostert dropping. Raheem Mostert's the only guy you're We were playing. so wrong, man. So wrong about Raheem Mostert. Like, he, he straight up and Christian Kirk to me. Like, last year, Christian Kirk punched me across the face. This year, it was Raheem Mostert. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm bound to get one wrong every now and again. You know, it just proves we're human. But, man, he's, he's really taking this backfield. And, man, like, if he's got it to himself, like what we've seen last week, you could start him as a running back, too. Yeah, especially this week where you know they're going to want to run the ball. So I think that yeah. this is not a bad opportunity for him to put up, yeah, probably strong RB2 numbers. Um, I'm okay, not allowed Viking, to talk. I'd say, yeah, Viking side, Garrett, you got to go first here. So um, Justin Jefferson, let me see his – he's at 89.5 over under. That's pretty high. Yeah, what do you I haven't think? heard that all night. 89.5. Um, I like it. 89 and a half isn't too much. You've seen him go over 103 times already this year. Uh, you've seen his floor is pretty low at 14, but I don't think he's going to do that again. I like him to get over 90, 90 plus yards pretty easily. So what about Thielen, though, at 52 and a half? He's kind of had like a weird season, never had more than 72 receiving yards, only one touchdown in five games, even though he's never played less than 95% of snaps in a game. He's just not really been been utilized all that much yeah it's just your red zone dude um that's kind of what i feel anyways uh, in the end zone great red zone kind of guy throw him up but other than that if he's more touchdown dependent right touchdown he's dependent. Little, well he's, he's only little, got one sorry, sorry, he's only sorry. got one all year so that's where i'm that's what i'm saying is like he's supposed yeah. to be touchdown dependent and he's not scoring any touchdowns he's giving us receiver three numbers without it in PPR anyways, just by volume. Yeah. But I think he'll step it up. Um, hopefully. Shit. Red, what are your thoughts on these receivers? I mean, well, we already know Jefferson's a top two, three. Yeah, he's, yeah get he's, your, he's, good at, so, he's good at football. Get your so wiener out of the, his mouth. Uh, what's the deal with Thielen, though? I'm not dealing it. See what I did there? See what I did there? Uh, yeah. uh, 
Anyways, no, um, it's hard to start him right now, especially when you see Jefferson getting consistent, like consistent, consistent amount of la 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 la. He's consistently getting targets every week, double digit targets. So, I mean, that's something we look for on our wide receivers. And when you have Thielen and you see that, it's hard just to be an owner. And maybe age is starting to catch up to him, but it's obvious the focal point is Justin Jefferson. I, I was actually a little bit more open minded to Thielen this year because I thought they'd be passing just a little bit more, but. Well, Cousins mean, is throwing for 270, at least 260 yards. What's he ranked yeah. on the year? In my dining, 11, in, 11. Okay, okay, low in quarterback one. Dang, like, they're throwing decently. Decent. Yeah, no, it's just – I think it's just – I think they'll come around. Enough. I mean, because he spreads it out to everybody else, and then it's just Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's the focal point after that. He just kind of spreads it around and – it's kind of like um, the Chiefs last year. You know, there was Mikko Hardman. There was, who was the other one? Uh, Robinson. There was a couple other receivers there. Like, they really didn't matter outside of Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. It's kind of the same thing with the Minnesota offense. You really don't matter in this offense anymore unless you're Justin Jefferson. I mean, Thielen owners, you're going to have to start them in bye weeks and stuff like that. Maybe you drafted him early enough. You have to start him as a desperation wide receiver three. He's a better option than Elijah Moore that I have in one league. So, um, you just kind of kind of hope for better days for him. I mean, because eventually Kirk Cousins has to stop throwing to Jefferson. They got to keep defenses honest. Because if I'm the game manager or the opposing defensive coordinator, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to throw, I'm going to bracket Jefferson. I'm going to throw my best corner and my safety on him. Like he ain't going to do nothing for us. He should be getting Kirk Cousins really has to start looking at his progressions or something, man. Because for Thielen to do this poorly, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, especially when you have the alpha. If, Jefferson taking got you know the top corners away. So I, I'm not really sure what the deal is here. It's hard to trust him. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he's droppable or anything, but no, I don't definitely have a hard time not. Starting him you, until you I see something a little more. You I mean, you didn't take him as a wide receiver one, you didn't take him as a wide receiver two. Uh if most leagues, if you were smart, you probably would have waited and you could have got him as a wide receiver four. Yeah, but that's right. Most say, people like... probably banked on the name and took him around wide receiver three and two and a half three area is probably what your home leaks probably took them just because the name familiarity and you know what you just kind of got to ride with it because i doubt you got any other better options i mean if you do let us know i'd love to see your roster and help you set your lineup but i mean just speaking you know outside the box or just blankly yeah he's you got to treat him as a wide receiver four at best yeah, I think until I, I think he will pick it up at some point, but until we see that, then I'm not counting on him as anything more than a fourth receiver. Yep. And I think like for Dalvin Cook, that's a pretty open, shut case of just like start him as an RB one. He's get the touches. He's been good this year, so yeah, he's fine. nothing to really nothing to really worry about there. He's coming off of a 94 yard game where he scored twice. So, all right, well. Um, yeah, I guess real quick too. No need to even talk about Irv Smith. He's not really relevant, you know. So nope. Just skip over that. Unless um, you're in a league where you have T.J. Hawkinson, Logan Thomas, and Brevin Jordan out this week. Yeah, that might be the only time. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm that roster. Proceed. All right. All right. So two and three Bengals at the two and three Saints. Ooh. Yep. And it looks like Jameis Winston is gonna. Can come give back it a go this, this week? week. He was limited at practice Wednesday or today, so I would say that Andy Dalton goes back to the bench. Winston is back in. 
Michael Thomas not practicing though today, so he still looks like he's going to be out at least as of today. Um, Chris Olave was one who had that concussion. Um, I would probably be scared to play him, especially with all this new concussion stuff happening. Yep. Since to uh, like to, uh... yeah, so I, I would have a hard time trusting Olave after missing all the practices and all that stuff. Um, but Jarvis Landry's not playing right now either. So like, does that make Taysom Hill, the guy. <laughs> I mean, he's played Alvin only thirty percent. He only played thirty. Taysom Hill only played thirty percent of snaps last week, and our listener league scored almost forty points. Yeah, that was ridiculous. How many? He scored three touchdowns. Four. He yeah, like passing three, touchdown. Passing touchdown. A couple of rushing touchdowns. Did he have a receiving touchdown? Or no, he had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, don't bake on anything receiving. Jameis Winston doesn't throw those tight ends much. He didn't even do it back when he was with uh, Tampa Bay. So I don't even know why it. Taysom Hill is listed at tight end. He's got one he was, target he's a the entire coach. year. Yeah, if you're going to bank on him, you're going to bank on the rushing stats. So, I mean, maybe it's just because Mark Ingram's been inefficient this year. And, you know, Taysom Hill provides a spark for the offense. So even at 32 years old, man, he he, he surprises me every week. So. If anybody in the reefer league that we play in uh, wants Taysom Hill, I got him on the trade block. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's... is he is he worth a, a start every now and then, like with bye weeks here? Though I would like... start him in the league that I'm hurting in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot worse I mean... options, even if he's just carrying the ball and not catching the ball. So, like, I guess PPR, you lose that kind of upside. But yeah, if he's getting he's used around five, the goal line, games. though, that's what that he's getting money touches. That's the thing. He's playing 30 percent of the touches, too. but they're all like red zone touches. Man. He's still he's explosive just... too. So, yeah, like, he's, just, he can... he's startable this week. Start him. He's very risky, well, though. I'll say him that. or George Kittle, Alvin Kamara. Uh... <laughs> I'll no, for real, Kittle, though. Him or George Kittle. I think I'd take Kittle at this point. Kittle. Kittle's not doing yep. anything. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's... it's So when we're already at that point with Taysom Hill, you know we're already climbing up into the, the top seven, eight already conversation. Right. So we know so, Kamara, though. Like, we keep hearing you say that there in the corner, G. Like, Kamara, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Um, he's coming off of his best game of the year. He's missed a couple games because the injuries and stuff, but he looks to be back on track. So if he's healthy, he's going to be their playmaker. Like Christian McCaffrey was for what he was doing, that kind of shit for Carolina. I'll say this with Winston being coming back from his injury and his receivers being all banged up. I would be shying away from him as a QB two this week. Um, yeah, I'm not playing anybody in this lineup, but Alvin. Yeah, on the Bengals side, I think it's kind of like the same as it was last week. It would just fire everybody up. You got Joe Burrow, number eight quarterback. I Joe uh the number 15 running back, but he's coming off of a okay day. Um, Jamar Chase, he's just coming off of like a an okay day. But um, if Joe Mixon falls into the end zone, his okay day goes to really good. Yeah. Yep. He becomes a running back too. <laughs> um, T. Higgins missed practice today. So does that give Tyler Boyd the bump? Because Tyler Boyd played 97% of snaps last week, and that's probably most because Higgins was out. I think I'd fire him up. As, yeah. Uh, any any week receiver three. That Chase or Higgins is out, Tyler Boyd automatically jumps into that next role. You know what? Tyler Boyd has kind of been juggling himself into this little trio over here. It always seems like once every two weeks or so he falls into the end zone or has a long reception. And he's been quiet the past two weeks. Even if T. Higgins does play, 
fire up Tyler Boyd. We're all due for a stupid, bold take for the episode. So I'm going to say fire up Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver three this week. Yeah, I think that um, my guess is Higgins doesn't play, but there's still some time to see how that shakes out. But even if he does, he'll be on a snap count. Right. And so that's where like uh, every time that one of these guys sits out, Boyd tends to have a big game. I will yep. trust the boys. Plus, the Marshall Lattimore that. treatment to Jamar Chase. Well, Lattimore is not practicing right now. I think he might be well, a, little, good. a little banged up. He's um, someone I keep my eye on. I don't like him. Well, we got to shout out Hayden Hurst too. He had a decent game last week: six catches for fifty-three and a touchdown, seventeen points in our listener league. Um, I think he's like in that, yeah, like that uh, low-range tight end one spot that you could fire up, especially during bye weeks and injuries, is a good, uh, good second tight end. Yep. Let's wrap this game up, though. Let's jump on the Baltimore and the Giants. Yeah, we only got two more to go over. We have three and two Baltimore at the four and one New York Giants. That's a weird one to look at. Four and one Giants. It's supposed to rain this what game, the too. Fuck the four and one Giants. Gosh. Yeah, they beat the Packers in Green Oof. Bay or, or the in London last week. That was weird. Eli Manning about to suit back up, boys. He going Dude, on they were missing run. all of their <laughs> receivers, too. Like, Tony didn't play. Rob, uh, Wanda Robinson didn't play. Kenny Galladay didn't play. Nobody somehow... played. Yeah, so. Those are still nobody on. wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are nobody receivers anyway. And they So, still, let's they just still... make this short. I know we're talking shit about Saquon, the receivers. Saquon, Barclay, Saquon and nobody. Yeah. It's literally Saquon and nobody. Not even Danny Dimes. Like, well, Danny what about Dimes... in Superflex Leagues? Superflex Leagues, Daniel Jones. Yeah. No, because he still doesn't have any receivers to work with here. Well, I guess the Ravens have been shit He's on quarterback defense quarterback 14 year. this year. Look at his rushing. Look at his rushing stats. 37 yards last week, 68 yards, 79 yards. He had two touchdowns in week five, week four. What's that? Yeah, week four, he had two touchdowns. Maybe he has like the lowest QB2, I guess. He is the poorest of poor version of Josh Allen. Yes, oh, I guess so. It's like if this Josh is like Allen's, crackhead Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best. He's way the to quarterback it. fourteen, dude. You got you got to start at least start out as a quarterback two. Jacksonville. Baltimore's defense is ass. Baltimore's defense is ass this year. Yeah, but so are the the Giants receivers. So right, like, yeah. It's ass on ass. Daniel Jones will finish in the top twenty-four this week. He uh, might be twenty-fourth. <laughs> He's quarterback 14 so far this year, and he's gone two weeks without his wide receivers. Uh, yeah, but like last last week. Put it on the Green board. Bay, I have two stupid takes yeah. this round. He scores, he scores Daniel, almost I'll 11 even against up Green Bay, which is I will 11 even up so it. much. I will even up it. He'll be the quarterback 18 and above. 18. Okay. You're, you're crazy. Yeah, I like that. Write it down. Write it down. And then you guys can bash me all you want Sunday night. He's got three straight games of no passing touchdowns, and both of his rushing touchdowns came in one game. I don't like what I see here. He's like the he lowest of QB2 played, options. He's played Green Bay. He's got a decent, decent defense. He should have did better against Chicago, but he got hurt. And then he's played Dallas, who has yet to allow 20 points in a game this year. I'm not buying into that yet. So I believe he is in for a bounce-back week against Baltimore. Uh, even if it's not on the passing, he makes up for it on the ground game, and that's what we value in our quarterbacks. Can't forget about that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I'll say Barkley is the only other guy that's worth talking about no, here, yes. and he's just yeah, an but auto no, start, so not even a whole lot yeah. to say. Yeah, don't start Daniel Jones in single quarterback leagues. Don't do that. 
Don't do that. Don't yeah. hear what I'm not saying. But if you're in a position where you have to start two quarterbacks, he's not a horrible option. Yeah, I guess Bingo. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. All right, so the Ravens, um, Lamar Jackson, auto start, obviously. Uh, looks like Grishad what? Bateman um, missed practice, so we'll see what happens with that. Duvernay wasn't bad last week. Got almost 13 points in our listener league um, with Bateman out. He is a, like, That's what I said. I said bus receiver week, three, right? Bateman's out. He's a fine flex option there. Yeah, I think he's like a flex wide receiver four when Bateman's healthy. And I think that when Bateman's out, he's like more like a like a mid three, probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fair. And then Andrews obviously keep firing him up. He's nothing to really see there. Um JK Dobbins did not have a good game. He had the, you know, yeah, that's big a week clunk. against uh Buffalo and then Clunker against uh Cincinnati here. Only eight touches all on the ground, forty four rush yards. Uh Red is is he RB two territory against the Giants this week? Yeah, you can treat him as an RB two. You can't really treat him much higher um, until his, at least until his touches go up. But it's it's pretty clear that they're still easing him back in. You're gonna have to rely on him to fall into the end zone for you to get your running back two numbers. He's 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 boom bust running back two. Sure. Yeah, I think they're just continuing to ease him back in until they maybe get Gus Edwards back and then have that two headed monster go at it but then yeah just playing either 50 percent or under is just not good enough or guess edwards is going to be a Kenyon drake problem yeah yeah i agree all right so let's get to the last morning game which is our last pre uh, game that we're going to preview today here's another rainy game um the three and two buccaneers at the one and four steelers and let's start about on the steelers side real fast because kenny pickett we talked about against buffalo not a good start he ends up throwing for 327, no touchdowns to have a pick. pick so it could have been worse. <laughs> Sorry, right. I couldn't I couldn't stop on that uh, one. <laughs> um, but he's got another tough matchup against Tampa Bay here, where I think we talked about this when we were talking about scooping him up last week. So is he a better option than Daniel Jones or not? I would say probably mm. so. He definitely has better weapons, that's for sure. But uh against Tampa Bay's defense, no thank you. Say like Tampa Bay's defense has more weapons. Uh, right. <laughs> He's so going to complete that... them to him too, hopefully. What does that do with these uh, receivers? Because Deontay Johnson had 13 targets, only caught five for 60. Um, George Pickens, man, he's just popping up on film like left and right. He had yeah. uh, eight targets, caught six for 83. The week before, had eight targets, caught six for 102. This is the two games that Kenny Pickett's played. So he's like a at least a wide receiver four. And I would say like, I'm kind of putting Pickens almost like as a wide receiver three while he's got this, uh, this little wrapper with Kenny Pickett. He'll be so, playing in my uh, flex spot this week in the listener league. Right. Ooh. Yeah. I think I've got him like, uh, in my, well, I acquired him in a dynasty league today. I think I got him as my third or fourth receiver. Um, Claypool Who's had still, a nice, who, who had the best, who has the best record in the listener league? I haven't had an update on that guy. Oh, uh, some some asshole named F F Reed woman. Oh, his team name is All of the Sutton. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's me, guys. And... That's oh, me. Undefeated. Yeah. Dang, undefeated. Yeah, you're Sean, having a Sean don't here, count. Man. I have over two hundred points on his ass, so Sean don't count. Yeah, I was looking at that too. That's kind of a an anomaly, like 
he's he's over here at second place with 686 and your brother's third with 766 like yeah. i guess there's no one else that's cracked 700 other than uh dang you and your brother are the only ones that have cracked 700 everyone's in like 600 range or or lower so you guys are yeah you guys I've, are turned 800. I've, had, I've had good matchups against me i've had 658 points scored against me and josh I've had more points, almost as many points as Sean has scored in the league, scored against me. So, anyway, I've had yeah. more anyways, points anyways, than track. I've scored. That's my fault. <laughs> That's why. That's I'm my losing. fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get back on track. Anyway, yeah. So um, I just wanted to brag. <laughs> so Deontay Johnson, we're calling like probably like a volume based receiver too. I yeah. think Pickens can be like a flex, like an upside flex. Claypool upside, had a nice, yeah. Had a nice bounce back game last week. Um, Pickett did throw the ball like 52 times. So he had nine targets, caught five for 50. I wouldn't say like it's a true bounce back, just a better game than he's had. So he's still worth keeping your eye on. And uh, Pat Fryermuth, he had a concussion during last week's game too. So he didn't do anything. Kind of scares me for this week. Any type of guy has a concussion the following week, I'm just nervous he's not going to play. If he plays, you can put him in there as like a mid tight end one, like he usually is. But if he's out, um, I don't think there's any tight end to play in in place of him. What's the deal with Najee Harris though? Because he's coming off of a clunker of a game the week before. Um, didn't score a lot of points, but he did have 18 carries for 74 yards, which is not awful. Um, see more RB two than RB one at this point. Unfortunately, you got to treat him that way with just the offensive just the way line. They're playing, the quarterback though. doesn't yeah. really put fear in your cornerbacks at all or even you know your this defensive secondary as a whole like he's you gonna attack... get boxes stacked on him yeah hard to run yep. when you're getting hit at the line well, behind the line 43 and a half rush yards for him against tampa bay over under under Jeez, under 43 oh, i think I know, I like that's over, crazy probably not gonna be by much it's crazy to think that Najee Harris would only get 43, but this offense just isn't moving the ball. Yeah, it, it's not well. Najee's fault. It's the offense alliance fault. It's 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 a quarterback. This offense is yeah, this offense is broken this year. Najee's a better bet for next year. Yeah. Um, I think you're still putting him out there though. If you drafted him, you're not benching start him or studs. anything like that. You got to start him still. He's still yeah. t- too volume based to be on, you know. He's but he's just more RB, yeah. just a volume based RB two than like a strong RB one. Um, yeah. while the offense is working through its lumps. Um, Tampa Bay side, Brady is projected for two seventy five and a half. He's Over. coming off of. He's coming off of a over game the week before three eighty five. The only thing he's doing is football right now. Football, football, football. Over. That's he's not true. thinking about his wife. Only his kids. <laughs> Soon to be. Hey, they're not divorced yet. Future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Evans. Start him. Yeah, wide receiver one. I think upside every week. So I, I'll do that. Godwin. Um, he's been a little banged up this year. He only played half the snaps last week, six for 61. Um, wide receiver three until further notice. I need to see him a little more healthy and a little I, more consistent. Just, yeah, he hasn't been healthy enough to play like an entire game. So get healthy. And he it was limited in practice today with a new hip something. Or yeah, engaged. Engage mispractice and so did Julio Jones. So it's just like oh, this looks like a, a good matchup Wayne. for uh 
Uh, <laughs> you've been full of those fucking things tonight, dude. Um, well, Cameron Brayton might be back, so. Oh, yeah, give well, me a have... break. Sorry, you guys, <laughs> oh you guys up here yeah, for that yeah, one. Right. You motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta uh, set yourself up for that shit. Hey, so, but if all these guys are banged up and all that, I think that it's just clear that Leonard Fournette's going to be more involved. He caught 10 passes last week for 83 yards and a touchdown. Still had 14 carries in the ground for 56 yards, 35.9 fantasy points. So if all these receivers are banged up, it seems like uh, Uncle Lenny's the one that's getting uh, getting the touches. So I'll say, yeah, Evans, a wide receiver one, Godwin, like a wide a mid wide receiver three, and then Fournette's just a strong one because uh, he makes up for it in the air, even if he doesn't uh, get it on the ground. Yeah, it was pretty wild to see him get 11 targets last week. Brady just kept dumping it off to him. To the yep. left, to the right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, like, I like Fournette. Good back to start RB1. Mike Evans, RB1. Anyone else is just... Ugh. Yep. All right. Rashad White does seem to be getting a little bit more involved, but not enough to really be concerned about. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, not quite a uh, fantasy relevant yet. Good player. I mean, when you watch him, he's a fast back and, you know, all that great stuff, but it just hasn't translated yet to fantasy. Yep. It will with opportunity. Right on, fellas. That wraps well, up that's, the morning games. Yeah, that wraps up the morning games. We'll come back on Friday to uh, go over the Thursday night game and then preview the afternoon and evening games for week five. Um, why don't you take us out? G money since Fred brought us in. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Ooh, we are going closer. to. Oh, just kidding. Well, um, drink whatever's in your cup. Drink your milk. Drink your beer. Drink your Dr. Pepper. Drink your water. Stay safe and though. make sure you follow us on our socials at Milkman Sports at. Casey something. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, <laughs> follow us. Anyways, shoot, us shoot us messages. Let us know if you uh, like it or if you have any questions that you want answered. And uh, that's it. Boys, you have a good rest of your night. I'll right. do my best. That's all we can do. <laughs> yes. Peace out, do your best. Peace out. Peace.